I think the Jelly Baby first. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Weaving Web 3 with me, James. Me, Chris. And me, Stash. Today, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite NFT projects because me, an NFT virgin, um, has decided to follow, dip his toe into a project for the first time. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but I've learned an awful, bit, an awful lot, although I've been bugging Chris and Stash uh, most of the week, sending them late night texts. Like, Is this a good buy? What does this mean? What's a trait? Um, but <laughs> I've learned a lot now, and hopefully uh, it's a little bit better off. So um, I'm just going to tell people that the project I decided to pick up when I was laid in bed on a Friday night, uh, probably midnight, I was on OpenSea and I was just looking through trending, being like, what are these new releases? Stash and Chris have told me before, like, there's this thing called a mint. It's not a sweet. It's when NFTs get released. Um, they come out cheap and then they skyrocket and then fun things happen. And there's a pre-reveal and then the pictures get revealed. So I'm going to talk through that process, hopefully in enough detail that it's not boring for people who know what it is. But uh, simple enough, like I am, where people who are new can get an idea of how that sort of functions. So I, I let a look and there was uh, an NFT project called Fun Apes. Now, Fun Apes, as I've learned from these boys, is sort of a spin-off. There are lots of ape NFTs that are all spin-offs of Bored Ape Yacht Club, not Bored Your Ape Club, as I kept saying last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was that was hard trying to edit around. <laughs> oh, I, I just I, I know like I know what it's called, but in my head I was just like it's bored yachts, just big boring bored yachts. yachts. Yeah, <laughs> bored yachts with some apes. Just, um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, obviously we know that um, you you associate yourself a lot with fun apes, right? You you feel oh. like you are a fun ape yourself. So <laughs> exactly. I'm, like, I'm a massive fun ape. project. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, so I saw it and um, the, the prices were like, were good. There was like, I say good, it was like 0.02 ETH. And I was like, okay, so that's like 30, 40 quid. Because it was, this was before the pump that we've seen. So it wasn't, yeah, I don't know what it was worth now, but it was like 30, 40 quid. Um, and I saw it and I was like, well, do I buy one? And I sort of put a message into that to the boys, surprisingly at midnight, well, Chris is normally awake, to be honest with you, but <laughs> sort of didn't get any traction. I was like, oh, I'll just leave it. So then in the morning, it was at 0.80, 0.080, sorry. And I was like, if I'd have bought that, I could have quadrupled my money. But I, I didn't kick myself. And I just decided to follow along and see what happened. So with this NFT project, seems to be the same with lots of NFT projects, there is a mint. So a mint is normally where the person who's created the project raises initial funds. And they do this by selling their token normally for quite a low price. Would, would that be fair to say, boys? Yeah, that's quite true. Yeah. But they do it exclusively. So you either need to be friends with someone, like like Stash is a little a little whitelist hound. So he's always he's always on Twitter, um, looking around, looking for people who can put him on whitelists. And whitelists are essentially the way you can purchase an NFT at mint. Well, people... well, it depends. It, yeah, depends. it depends. They normally the do they do a certain number of whitelists. Uh, so like, let's say, I don't know, if you've got a project of 10,000, they'll do like 3,000 whitelists and then the rest are public, but it's like first come, first served. And that's where, as we said, the sort of gas wars. Yeah, and that's uh, the big, yeah, big people that people will complain. Sometimes you'll pay twice over with the gas what the initial mint price is, but you're betting on potentially... There's, it's going to be hyped up a good yeah. ump in the market or you're going to get a rare one. When you get a rare one, as, you, as you, you're as you going to mention later on, 
you made like you'll see this week when the new uh board board your eight club (laughs) oh fantastic board board your eight club yeah yeah uh, (laughs) when the new board your eight club uh nft releases because they're doing like a release this week you'll see gas on that is going to be insane like i i would recommend when it drops like i'll message the chat and we can all sort of watch and see because <laughs> it's going to be worth a lot we can cry in poor at these exactly. people who can and spend it's that not money just uh buying nfts it's like norm- doing normal transaction because the whole network is shared yeah if you want even if you want to do a swap let's say on uniswap like 50 quid what's worth the gas is probably going to be like 300 quid so you're like I th- I th- that's like it's actually probably a really good time to explain to people how gas works. So the way I like to think about it is there's the motorway with four lanes, for example, and normally it's fine. But if there's a concert on somewhere or there's something big happening, loads of cars flood it. But in the gas terms, you can pay more to go in an exclusive fast lane. So people do that and they're all paying more to try and get in that exclusive fast lane to get to the NFTs first. To get to the concert first, get the good seats. Would that be a fair way of describing yeah. it? Yeah, that's yeah. Like, basically the fast track claim of Heathrow Airport, basically yeah. as well. <laughs> the, the only way Stash flies. Private, <laughs> well, he's private jetting it. They doesn't need. Oh yeah, exactly. That's he's me, he's got his buddy Trump in. Yeah, he's got um, his buddy Trump's private jet. Uh, going, oh, you know. You know me. But yeah, so, <laughs> so that initial mint happens, and you've got things for whitelist, like you guys said, and then you've also got a public mint as well, where you said the gas is higher, and the idea of the whitelist is. You don't get shafted with all the gas, do you? Because you get to go in before. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes as well, you may have like a discounted price, or you get to mint an extra one. Sometimes mints are capped at I don't know one, two, yeah. but or yeah. it's unlimited for the public mints and stuff like that. I remember, yeah. I, I remember trying to get whitelist for um, the Pixelverse, which is like a sappy seals oh, sort of yeah. universe sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I really wanted a Pixelverse egg, and um, I tweeted at the founder or the owner, I think every day for about 30 days, and he liked every single one of my tweets and never gave me white lips. Oh, I was, I was so you haven't got enough followers. That's the problem. Because the thing is, like, the, the mint was something like a 0. Uh, 0.0 or 0.04 or something like that i ended up spending 0.3 hmm. it, like 10 times up uh, yeah yeah it is what it is i guess <laughs> but no so, so if I go, i'll come back to the fun ape so i hadn't hit the mint because of the, the point where it's up on open see the mint's done if a project's got some hype isn't it because yeah. and so what happened then is the mint happens and they minted for i think 0.015 uh no less than that 0.015 what really it was properly cheap. Let me double check before I spew over the rubbish. Picture here. Mint was mint was 0.015 ETH. Right? Uh, 0.015. Okay. 0.015. Yeah. So what what's that boys? Like 10 quid? Yeah. 15 uh, quid. Yeah, it's it's not a lot. No, it's not a lot. And then what happened was I saw the graph do this. As people started listing them, so some people who've got them for 0.015 would list them at 0.1 or 0.15 and go, I can 10x my gain. And then they were selling and then they were selling and then they were selling and then they were selling. Yeah. So I I saw it gradually go up. So it sort of, it came in at 0.015 and then you saw them go to like 0.02, 0 0.03, 0.0. I think it all went all the way up to 0.1 at the top. And then 
And then it was, a, I'm assuming it's pretty typical for NFT projects, up and up and up and up. And then people got to 0.1, which apparently was some sort of mental thing, and decided, nope, that's too much. And then it started coming down. Yeah. And what I thought was really interesting was it settled at like 0.6, 0.7. It would fluctuate around there, but it didn't ever go much higher or lower than that. And that was until the initial reveal. So this project was a little bit different in that it released, they released their seven ultra rares, their one of ones first. So there was a build up then, and then prices went back up to like 0.1, 0.12 in the anticipation of that reveal. And then those got revealed, and then the price dropped to like 0.05. Yeah. And then stayed there until there was a slight pump on reveal, yeah. the actual full reveal, at which point it's now at 0.03, I think, or 0.02. It's and it's really above the mint price of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I thought I was like, well, if you've minted, you can still have doubled your money. Yeah, it's fascinating. Like the new floor is still double the mint price. Yeah, and you think like, who are these people that were selling on mint then? But then it's sometimes I'm assuming it's, that's the best price you'll ever get. Yeah, that's what some some people are in for the game. It depends what mentality you have. Like some people, you get the mint, you just sell it all and then you know you have your profits because sometimes it's just gambling people you don't know whether mm. it's going to go up how much by so like for some people you might be okay a 2x is fine then you take that pot into your next min next white list you do that and you do it gradually it's or some people it's, might it's like any sort of trading right you've got to be like you've got to think in advance what profit you're okay with if you approach nfts rather than for the project uh, for the art or the mm. project for the trading value, then you're going to be like, okay, I'm all right making two times my money, yeah. right? I'll uh, sell at that point. And you can't regret those decisions, right? Do, do a lot of people then, for example, right, okay, let's say there's a project with 10,000, right? And I get whitelisted, I can have five. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of people sell, say, two and get their money back and then have, essentially have th- three free nfts essentially you you could you could look at like that like when i invest in certain cryptos i'll be like i'll let it rise take my initial investment out then let that ride and then just see where it goes you know yeah that's keep one because you may get those you might need those benefits wherever they are they might have some access to some discord or whatever that's what i yeah yeah no, it's it's fascinating. And it was what I thought was really interesting was that there was a massive dip in the middle of this. And I woke up and I looked on the Discord and they'd lost control of the dev. The dev had gone absolutely silent and the entire Discord was screaming rug pull. And I sent you boys a message in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. of everyone was just panicked. Like, And the, the, the guy owning it was like, no, it's not a rug pull. Something's happened. We don't know. He doesn't live in our country. We're going to find out. And the guy essentially put like he'd had a family situation had come up. He'd had to go and sort it. He was not dealing with the project, but everyone was so panicked that the price just plummeted. Mm, And and, and that was really interesting as well, because you guys always talked about like the rug pulls. And it's amazing to see how quickly the panic sets in. Like people were... How quickly the FOMO, the initial FOMO goes in and then how quickly the panic sets in. It was literally like a day ago. This was like 300 quid or whatever. I'm, I'm making those numbers. It's not as high as that, but like 200 quid. And then like six hours later, it was like, oh, it's half that price because they couldn't find the dev and they're all panicking. And it's like, yeah. it's fascinating for me. Like sort of how many people are spending hundreds of pounds on a picture and they've got no faith in Because uh, this is the problem with the whole decentralized bit is you just have to trust. And it's it's so bizarre to me that like, 
blockchains were built so that you could do trust and everyone is untrusting. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't trust these people a mile. I don't trust what they're doing. Uh, but everyone's sort of out to try and make some money. It's it, The whole thing is fascinating to me. And although I didn't buy one, I was going on like I'd bought one because I was just interested. Um, and I think I'll keep an eye out for some other projects in future. But like after the reveal, the art is, it's not for me. It's not my style of art. But some people might like it. It's I'm a bit. Sure. Um... Just see how. It oh, is. Yeah, I, yeah, I've absolutely. never actually looked at. I know you guys said it's a bit like. Ugh. Oh, I'll share. Um, right, let's do. Is it like Trump bad? That it's just literally uh, stock photos. No, 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 no. It's not. not quite like that. No, oh, no, it's okay. clearly like a copy of Bored Apes, right? Oh, that animated, yeah. which is. Uh, they are gifts, which and that's the thing. Like they're not. It, this isn't, and they'll come back to these high prices as well. So. Um, Ten thousand <laughs> No, but like oh. this one here though actually did sell for three ETH. Yeah. yeah. So like because that's you know, a legendary, isn't it? And this one here for two point eight, which is a legendary as well. These are the one of ones. But you think that, and that one there as well, that sold for four ETH. So, so like, that guy's very happy. I mean, that guy oh. put in 0.015. <laughs> well, should we see? Should we see what this guy paid for it? Let's have a look. So he paid 0.08 initially. That was probably pre-reveal. So yeah, this well, this guy here who minted it, he could have had four ETH if he'd held it if he hadn't paper handed. But yeah. he was like you said, Chris, he was he was happy with a five X. I've ever used paper handed wrong again. <laughs> he, yeah. he was happy with a five times game, well, wasn't it? Yeah, like a four times profit there. This and guy in the middle guy sold it again. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Profit. At which point this guy won. And it's it's amazing, isn't it? Because the chances are like one in ten thousand of that being you, though. Yeah, yeah. Or seven seven in ten thousand in this collection, because I think they did seven one of ones. But it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty. But, like, you think about it, you're like, imagine being that guy. How lucky are you? Yeah, it's. I think it's amazing. Like, you. Th uh, yeah, no, it just it blew my mind though that essentially these projects release, and and this one's like unique selling point is that they are they did like a tweet to reveal. Yeah. So they said we need to have, I think it was like seven and a half thousand tweets to reveal the seven of seven. But the problem was, and this is part of the issue where where they everyone thought it was a rug pull. Do you know what they set their tweets to for a ten thousand NFT collection to to reveal? Any guess of how many tweets they wanted in a six hour period? In a six hour period, so how many tweets? Yeah. Well. So the whole idea, Chris, I think, is to get it onto Twitter's trending. 10, the whole idea is. To tweet, 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 and builds up, and then people retweet, and people get interested. It pumps the price. Um, it pumps yeah. the price, and then yeah. And so then like bye bye. <laughs> so that's the that's the idea. Now I'm not saying that they were bye buying, but like yeah. the idea from them, I think, is how can how can we maintain a a price and maintain sort of presence? And by they're doing it by they will also be incentivizing and paying out people who tweet the most about the project. So they're really trying to get people to endorse it and talk about it all the time mm. to then get rewards. So, so you said they needed seven thousand to reveal the initial. So, so seven and a half thousand within six hours to reveal the initial the initial seven of seven, right? Okay. Which is, but that's doable, isn't it? That's it? not it, some and people are gonna... from a Twitter with fifteen k followers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's doable. how many? How many did they set in a six hour period for that same Twitter to reveal the whole rest of the collection? Ten k. 45,000. Wow. 45,000. And then, surprisingly, lads, didn't happen, did it? Yeah. But at the end of five hours of people tweeting, they were like, guys, 
we've all said like 10 tweets here because not everyone's going to do it. Like not everyone on the project's going to do it. So they were like, some people have been tweeting 10, 15, 20 times. And like, what am I supposed to do to get this reveal? And then they just had to say, okay, we're not doing that. And I think to me, like you've got greedy, you've set a target that was not achievable. Yeah. Your project at all. I mean, three times the amount of followers that you have. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like for every follower you have, you want them to tweet three times. But uh, I, th- I think I think it was about getting on Twitter's trending. Yeah. That's what the whole thing was. And that's why they set a six hour period as well, because it all needs to be short and sharp, doesn't it? Yeah. We don't we can't have forty five thousand tweets over a week. We need them now. Yeah. Um, I think... and, I, and I think it's backfired on them because it makes you look silly. Because you yeah, if you just sat... yeah. I bet I bet they probably reached like twenty five thousand tweets. But also it sort of demoralized the people. And a lot of people then thought it was a thought it was a rug pull because they hit the six hours and they're like, we'll reveal them then. At which point they went, Oh, we don't know where the dev is. Because well, that's literally the... the worst thing anyone could say. I know. I know, and it was literally like, I don't know if they'd hard-coded in, because they had a, an API page linked to the Twitter. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they had a smart contract linked to the 45,000, so it should have auto-revealed. But because they didn't hit it, the auto-reveal didn't work, and then the dev wasn't there. Yeah, They couldn't get him to change it. Now, he might have had a family circumstance, or was just like, well, I'm not needed. But I think yeah. because they set it so high, they sort of it's shot themselves in the like, foot. During the reveal period, right... Oh, Anything yeah. can go wrong. That's when you need the team, right? Like a week later, maybe you don't need him, sort of thing. Around, maybe. Yeah. He, but and still, like, I feel like I can message any one of you. Maybe not past like eleven pm. Um, but like, yeah. I feel like any part of the day, I can send you a message and you can reply to me. Yeah. At least just yeah. to say, oh, sorry, I'm busy or something yeah. like that. Yeah, of course. Like it sounds very unorganized and like these people don't really know each other they're just well, that's, that's exactly what it is though isn't it like they i think they said in the discord they got him from free flow which is like an online finder oh. dev but he had like a decent portfolio and, and, and the, to be fair to the dev like he's not he hasn't rug pulled he didn't actually yeah. do anything bad but it's also like you're putting a lot of faith in someone particularly if you think about right if i just have a look on their thing so they did 651 ETH in total volume. Yeah. That's a lot of cash. What's their percentage? Um, take? Uh, 7.5. Okay. So 7.5 of 650 ETH is... Uh, let me get my calculator up. Um, we'll cut, cut this, cut this, cut this. Yeah, cut this, cut this. Uh, 650. 48 ETH. 49 ETH, something like that. 45 ETH. There you go. That's 45 and a half ETH. Plus, they minted for 0.015, times that by 9,500, 9, 9, whatever. That's yeah. probably 141 ETH. Mad. 141 ETH, and ETH is currently 1,339 pounds. So, 100, wait, what did, what did we say? 141. It's going to be almost 200 ETH. So, you think that this project will have, in a seven-day period, generated these guys probably a quarter of a million pounds. Wow. Right? If you think about it in those terms, yeah. right? You've got to be available. 267,000 pounds. There you go. So this is, They're and that's generous. what's wild, isn't it? Is yeah. you need to be available. Because I don't know how many people work. Exactly. <laughs> but, but it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy numbers. And you're talking about something with, questionable art as well 
<laughs> right, Chris, it's not for your taste, that's fine. But but then again, right, uh, this is the thing with NFTs. I don't think the art actually matters that much, weirdly. Uh, like, if you think about it, like, Sappy Seals, then, like, the art is Great not... Great art, amazing right. art. Uh-oh, right. here we go. You're, 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 Genius, telling, you're telling me, right, if before it was an NFT... You saw it in a gallery. You'd have gone, "Oh my god, it's the Mona Lisa." This, oh, this is a, this is a Rembrandt. Oh, it's stunning. No, you'd have gone, "That's a, that's a, that's a fat penguin, or a yeah. seal, or like during seal, the... seal." Oh, there are penguins in the name, well, isn't but... it? In the name, <laughs> the, the the sappy penguins. And the I, I literally, seals. I literally tell my friends that I own a sappy seal, and they laugh at me. Like, oh, poor man! And then I tell them that it's worth like uh, fifteen hundred quid, and they're like, "Sell it, man." What the what are you doing? You're like, no, it'll be worth seven times that soon. Yeah. Um, have you have you guys seen? Have you watched? Have you watched season twenty four of South Park? No, not yet. I've seen. I watched. Right. Some... Wait, is that the newest season? Uh, I, I don't. It's the newest or the or almost the newest. And I have episode... seen most of South Park. Yeah. They have an episode where they go into the future. Butters is an NFT trader. Yes. <laughs> and and he's like the biggest murderer in the world. Like he's evil. Like and he goes around and like people are like, I've lost my wife and my family, but it's all good. I've got this little picture of a donkey. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's where and I think when people talk yeah. about NFTs, it's so true. It's so funny. But yeah, right. So that that was my experience with the fun apes. And I thought, you know, that it was really useful to learn and sort of see it all go through. And I think now I would be a lot happier with like buying an NFT. And mm-hmm. like, although I didn't buy one, I did set up my MetaMask and like linked it with OpenSea and saw how that all worked. And, and like, I saw in it and everything. And I showed to like Christian Stash, I like went to pay for like uh, something, didn't I? And I was showing you like how high the gas fees were. So I sort of got an understanding of that as well. So. Well, def- well, James, you're not the only one that's bought an NFT this week. Oh, that is true. That is true. Well, <laughs> Stash, but also the weaving web three together. Oh, that is true. That is true. Don't tell the wife. Do not tell the wife. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I'm joking. She's, she's not, not one, your wife yet. She's not one of the six people that watches this. We'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we bought into Karafuru. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit, Stash? Oh, I'm, I'm not showing. the expert. Like I, I can tell the only fact that I know about it is that I knew I won a whitelist for it, but I never bought it because I couldn't afford the gas fees because it oh. was too ridiculously expensive, and I was only a poor little goblin. And then when I look back on the prices that they sold for ten ETH, and I actually learned about them that they had like a whole festival stuff, I was, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's all right. We all are. We all enjoy losing money. So, um... But you can explain it more because you're, you're a way bigger fan than I am. But the art is... Yeah, so, I mean, Karafuru, um, as we all said, it had a um, it had a festival and everything. Um, and there are these cool little characters. I don't know if I should share my screen. Yeah, give it a yeah. share. Screen, go for it. And show it out. There we go. Can you see? Yep. Yeah, so they're these cool little characters, very colourful and stuff like that. Um, and if we go to activity, as you can see, they were doing like amazing things uh, early last year. Like we're talking four ETH average price, four and a half ETH. And ETH was um, high then as well. That's like yeah, 3, ETH, was, ETH was like yeah. So we're yeah. talking big money, and I you you mentioned them stash the other day and i was like i know karafuru because a friend of mine has a karafuru and um 
then I saw the price and I was like, this is actually affordable now. And you said that you've got this. Um, so I won uh, a subscription to Luna Crush. So for people that don't know what Luna Crush is, it's basically an analytics platforms for uh, crypto, NFT, stocks, Forex and all that stuff. And basically it analyzes all social medias. So basically it tracks how many people have mentioned this project and like how many people it's reached impacts and stuff like that and it has all these different scores and i've been watching a few projects go up the like the the rankings over time and like all the trends and social mentions we're like hang on a second a lot of these projects that i have followed have shot up because they've been mentioned and one of them what i did before christmas i was talking about three landers which i'm a big fan of and that's how i kind of like realized that they were trending this was before they shot up to like 0.45 b for some of them I was buying them up at 0.11. So, and this is all because of like, I was seeing how they were being mentioned uh, more and more on social media and like seeing like basically interaction. So a lot of the time that causes price fluctuations is social media and having a presence. So the more mentions and more communication people are having is it's not always, but is an indication that there is something brewing or you can see like, okay, these projects are being bought up for some reason. So yeah, that's how I kind of... Yeah, so Karafuru was on that list, and I was like, for the price of, what was it, £85 each? Yeah. If we all go in on one together, what what, what are we losing? Yeah, and, and that's the, kind of like the fun thing that I I think this we could bring and like have like a little series on, is like how we can buy affordable NFTs. We're basically a DAO, but with three people. Yeah. <laughs> this is what other NFT projects do. They'll buy, have like these small cheap nft collections pulled together and they and they just buy like a should i find some, should i find a client with some very deep pockets to join our dow oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we'll be like yes we all equally own this you all might equal. Have 70 grand in it but it's it's just your money and our time okay exactly. so... <laughs> um but yeah um so that's that's the carafuru we we bought the carafuru all together and we will probably be buying more as a combined trio because it's a lot cheaper to do it that way and we yeah, are much more affordable right? i mean the only thing i thought was well, i don't know why our carafu had to look like chris this time you know i think the next time we get <laughs> i'm gonna post the carafuru on at this point and... oh my god <laughs> with my offended face next <laughs> i think the other project that we had to look at that stash was like boys buy one of these it's going up was old um blockalizer Oh yes. So basically, oh, yes. I, I <laughs> found... I'm, I'm fuming about this, right? Because I had my 0.01 ETH, which was the price when it was there, and I always said to you boys, I was like, 0.1 oh, ETH, wasn't it? Yeah. Was it 0.0. 0.1. Oh, yeah. It was 0. 0. 0.1. Yeah. I had my 0.1 ETH. I was like, I could buy. I could do that. Didn't do it because I was like, oh, I don't know, not sure. Like Stash had told us other projects, like three landers and stuff. You know, they they forexed after he told us, but I was like, no, oh, I'm not sure. And then in the morning, I said to Chris, "It's bloody tripled in price, hasn't it? What what am I doing? I just need to listen to the not house financial of Stash. advice." But I've had a hundred percent win rate on all my NFT calls that I have from last year. So with you guys, I think. Also, Stash is definitely getting sued after this for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to sue him. I'm going to sue him. He, he doesn't. You know, he tells me these opportunities. He doesn't make me do them. I'm going to sue him. I'm going to sue exactly, him. Exactly. Exactly. Every like, NFT he has. 
Oh no! <laughs> give stash our key phrases to our wallets. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this project. So Absolutely. I found this entire project. It's founded by the uh, co-creator of Cool Cats and another guy who works at Coinbase and Microsoft. It is, and essentially, um, a, don't remember last year they said that they are creating their own incubator program called Alpha Labs. I will share my screen and tell you how like this entire story kind of worked out. So here we go, share. So one day I'm just going like, blah, 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 thinking I need to follow some really good creators. This is how you find the, basically the alpha, the get there before everyone else gets there. So one day this guy is like, hey, I'm creating a project with um, this guy. And I was like, okay, I'll follow it because He's created one of the biggest NFT collections out there. And that's what they said. Silence for a few months, basically. They're building. And then one day they're like, we're releasing an NFT collection called Blockalyzer. It's basically their first incubator problem. Their first kind of like project. So basically this is a project that turns your transaction history into blocks of art essentially. So you connect your wallet and you can basically choose a random transaction and you essentially mint it into like a either a three by three grid, six by six grid or a 12 by 12 grid. You can either ch choose three colors, three different chromas and whether it's filled in or not and it has some random shapes and patterns and I can go on OpenSea hopefully and show you what they look like. It's it's nothing special, but some people may like this. And essentially, this is basically NFT collection to kickstart and fund um, basically NFT programs and whatever other crypto projects. Right now, they only have a thousand, but they have set up that they can have up to 12,000 of these um, different types of NFTs and each release. Different gonna... generations, right? Sorry, Where... different generations. Each one's going to be yeah. slightly different in like colors and schematics and whatever. And essentially this is kind of like a way of basically getting funds to provide money to people that want to start up. And then, yes, two days ago, the founder of Cool Cats uh, announced, or the, sorry, what well, the co-founder of Cool Cats announced that he's launching an NFT project. And I was just like, hang on a second. I, I recognize where I followed this because I was just like, well, who is this Alpha Labs again? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I did my research again. I was like, wow, these guys are offering free allow lists to everyone that holds these Blockalyzer NFTs. And I was like, this was at like one o'clock in the morning. We were chatting because I was, do you guys, I think you said something about 12 o'clock about this whole NFT. And I was like, damn, look at this. And like, yeah, I bought one because this was like, because it's at one o'clock in the morning, half the world is asleep. So not a lot of people following. And at the time I was following this project, it only had like a few hundred. And today it's at, as you can see, 5,270. So over yeah. that initial announcement and hype, the prices went to 0.3, right? And like- Yeah, I mean, they were 0.3 in the morning, Well, that's weren't the they? thing. If, if you compare this, right, to the fun apes, you see the massive variety that there is available in the NFT space, right? And also- how different the ideas are and this seems like a project that's 
done well, right? The blockalizer um, one. It's got less volume, but their their price now, their floor price is look how this cute this art is. One this is a little yeah. ghosty boy I want, and like I like this kind of cartoony art. So like this is like I want to buy loads of these. Like this for me, not financial advice, but if you think how well Cool Cats did and like what these kind of people are doing. I went on these guys' LinkedIn and the, he's a jerk. Like he worked with Coinbase and like Mike, like the dev, like they are legit people. They have all the credentials to back behind. They have a credible history. So there is literally no worries, well, in my opinion, of a rug pull because these people are- in They've place. got a reputation yeah, already. Yeah, they have a reputation. They need upkeep, right? So if he's public, it's like the whole Logan Paul situation that we were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the other day. Yeah. Um, Do, uh, is, it, is it quite common for um, NFT project holders, devs, et cetera, to dox themselves? Like, for example, if I was going to do an NFT project, I'd perfectly have to be like, this is my name. This is like who I am. This is whatever. Not give out my home address or my phone number. Or whatever, oh, yeah. But like be a public person. I think like, it's all confidence. Personally, for me, I would trust. Exactly. More and be more like I've been hot in the head so many times because I just blindly thought this was a people. And you don't know, who, like at the end of the day, you want someone to blame if something goes wrong and they have to take responsibility. Not as bad as yeah. it sounds like. It's my fault if I get rag pulled at the end of the day. But I think... Yes, Stash will just find you and he will murder you. But apart from that... <laughs> People will have to pay. <laughs> it, it it is definitely something that, as you said, that shit sort of helps with confidence in the project, right? Loads of projects are like there's this massive thing in um, the NFT space that they don't dox themselves. They are all under their pseudonym or whatever. They just do everything anonymously, and I really, especially like with. NFTs. That means, oh, I know that I don't know. Straightboy.eth rug pulls me. <laughs> like, what does you that can, tell me? You can get rug pulled by the same guy fifteen times. Exactly. Like, and that guy can just change his pseudonym and rug pull, rug pull, rug pull, and like talk in a different way or like it. It's, I. It's. Really that is exactly what con. It's, it's what con men do though. Yeah. And the NFT space welcomes it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's a bit, I don't know if, I don't know if people as an accountant, I'm like, do people do it for tax reasons? Like, are they making a hundred on ETH, right? And they don't want the government that they live in to know that they've made that money? Or do you know what I mean? Like, keep it under the radar? Do they want to want family and friends to know? Is it like, look. Potentially, because you could have that hundred ETH, right? In your, in your, I don't know, keep it in your crypto.com account or whatever. I mean, it would, right. It wouldn't be hard. No one's going to kind of know, really, unless yeah. you disclose that. There are like we we discussed money laundry before, but like, it's so easy to set yourself up with like, like Chris, you're a you're a businessman. You've got your own. I say, Chris, you're a money launderer. Chris, you love... <laughs> no, but like, right? But you're, you run a business, Chris, right? Uh yeah. Oh well, freelance. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So so I am a... I am a business. I don't. Yeah. No, but but that's you know I mean? it, there is a business. You don't employ yeah. people or whatever, but fine. But like, it would be so easy if you had all this crypto money to like i tell you what i was speaking to a client today and he said i've spoken to lots of accountants and a lot of my friends just tell the accountant what their gains are in the year and that's it and he's like whereas you guys go through and you look at the blockchain and you look at my transactions and bring it all together and make sure we've got all the right stuff 
there are so many finance professionals are not au fait enough with blockchain technology to know if their client is lying to them or not. Yeah. I'm not saying all of us. There are some a few really good companies that do know what they're talking about, but a lot of people have got no concept. And you could you could pull the wool over your financial advisor or your accountant or whatever's eyes so easily because they don't understand it. All, all you yeah. do is you you could put little bits into a wallet and just go, oh, this is my wallet. Oh, that where does that come from? Oh, that came from like I sold something. You could have all the ETH you want, just send little bits in and get them to port that on your taxes. Yeah. It's the space isn't set up for it yet. And um, I think a lot of people with the anonymity maybe do it because it benefits them financially and socially. And and it, at the end of the day, like we said, like the board apes, oh, not board ape, fun apes and blockalizer, they've both raised hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mm. And granted, like I know that, within weeks. Right? Do you think they've paid tax on it? I don't think so. I feel like a lot of these projects, because that's one thing I heard depends, about a lot. Depends where you live. So obviously some places like for example the uae is oh, super it's tax free so they would have been like yeah it, it, tax free ish but yeah it's, it's super low taxes and like for example portugal doesn't tax crypto gains mm. but oh, i guess but that's what is... we're moving to guys we know see, <laughs> see this is the problem right and uh this is a bit inside baseball a bit boring right are cre is creating art and selling it in the blockchain a crypto gain because i i don't think it is you are, it's the same as you've made art and you've sold it for euros. The currency you're taking is on the blockchain, but it's just an art business. Yeah. And that's where you get problems is that people will go, I don't need to pay tax on it. It's just crypto stuff. And it's like, well, that's not how the government would see it. If the government saw you made a million pounds selling NFTs, they go, well, you owe us taxes on a million pounds of NFT sales. And that's where you get problems is that the government's not really set up to monitor that yet. But you bet by the time they are, they'll come after people who haven't done it. Yeah. And that's where you get problems is that you need to be proactive, I think, and just keep on top of those bits because otherwise you will get stung at some point. Mm. I think particularly for individuals as well, I would just say with like NFT sales and stuff, and I'll hammer this later on in the years, etc. Just be really aware if you live in the UK that your uh, annual exemption allowance on your um, capital gains is reducing significantly. It's halving in uh, 2023, and then it's halving again in 2025. So it'll be down to £3,000 of gains you're allowed to make before you get taxed. That is not a large amount of money. It's like 12300 now, then 6000 then 3000 It's You just need to be really aware of it. And I'd say to these boys, I'd say it to everyone at home, do your crypto gains as you go. Please be aware of what you potentially have to pay. I mean, here, here's the thing, James. If anyone's like us and just loses, <laughs> and just loses yeah, money yeah. at the end of the day, then what, they should, th then what they should do, Chris, is crystallize their losses and then they can set them off against future gains. See, so, that's a good idea. I'm probably at like 100,000 by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I'm like, I'm never going to have to pay tax on my life. Exactly. <laughs> Not financial advice, but like uh, if, you, if, if you bought like a token that got rug pulled, so say you pay 10 grand for it and it's now worth yeah. nothing. Yeah. You can essentially crystallize that loss by saying this is lost and you get to bring it into your tax year. Oh. You don't just have, cause you, and then cause you can set it off against your gains. So you're not limited to just having, Oh, I've just lost 10 grand. You can actually use that to help you offset gains and things. So, but people need to be aware of this to be legitimate in the system. 
So yeah, you're not always you're not always punished by HMRC. Also, but... some really important advice: if an NFT project is funded money that's been used from Tornado Cash, you can probably bet you potentially could be a rug pull because yeah. Tornado Cash. A lot of people tornadoed cash before it made legal. Basically, Tornado Cash is a mixer where it mixes loads of transactions, and you can't tell where that money's gone from who and what wallet. So essentially, a lot of America, they they passed some law and basically um, they made every single, like, let's say, big um, decentralized exchange that's based in, in the US, any account that's ha had any money from or wallets that had money from Tornado Cash weren't allowed, have been like blacklisted. So you can't use certain websites and stuff like wow. that. So I forgot I was reading an article recently. There was a project that was funded by Tornado Cash and it obviously rug pulled because mm -hmm. that money was untraceable. It creates a project that was untraceable where they, they didn't know where their origin money came from. And unfortunately, you if you don't do your research, you get shot you in the hook. Yeah. I wasn't like a rug pull, but I was just thinking like, they were saying- St like, Stash was rug pulling again. Uh, <laughs> a serial rug puller. You're yanking, the, yanking those floor coverings away. You love it. <laughs> Professional floor yank. Floor yank. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people calling Stash a yanker, but I didn't think that's actually the word they were using. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, I, I think that was our little meander around some NFTs. And I mean, I, I talked about Fun Apes, which I thought was quite good to follow along with. And I think if anyone was interested in NFTs, just follow one and just see, like, find out what it means and follow it and just see how it goes. And it could be a good one or it could be a rubbish one. Stash is going to say something in a minute. Can but you just like... If through what you're saying, follow this project above my head right now, the ghost one. Yeah, ghost. by the cool cats. And I think that would be the perfect project to follow if you're a newbie. It's not, it's really just at the very beginning, and it's something from like a legitimate founders, and you can see how real people that have a good background in NFTs and technology do a, a real good NFT project. So oh, and also follow follow this <laughs> as well. Yeah. Our Twitter. Right. Our Twitter. Oh, yeah. Even Web3 Twitter. <laughs> Got to do some self-promotion. Can't just promote uh, other projects. That's very true. Where, where would you like me to point? Where can I point? Um, I don't know. Just at yourself. Follow me. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the saddest follow me I think I've ever Why? Well, my heart wasn't in it. <laughs> right. Um, what? Stash. Yes. Do me. you have a sweet treat? Or are we... Unfortunately, sweet no sweet treats today because I was oh, just, just yourself. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that right. Well, that's it then. On that on that horrible note, the pick me. No, there's no sweet treats. Oh. <laughs> that, that has been this week's Weaving Web Three with me, James. Me, Chris. Me, Stash. Have Goodbye. a good day. Bye. Love that. What a bomb.